Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or it's me, I'm gonna read this, is Eagle Eyes on Tech, I am Eagle Falcon. I have a couple of announcements to make this morning. Uh, it's morning for me, anyway. Break that illusion right off the bat. First things first. I am officially... Putting the early bird briefing on an indefinite hiatus. Uh, right now in my life, there is just simply way too much going on. I thought I could squeeze in trying to find a spot to do, you know... It, it, it takes me about uh, 30 to 40 minutes to do an early bird briefing... And right now, between work giving me more responsibilities, investing more time into streaming content during the week, the early bird briefing is becoming more and more and more of a burden than it is anything else. On top of that being a brand new podcast, its viewership numbers are just hilariously low. It, it just makes no sense for me to move forward with early bird briefing. If something were to happen that I've got more free time in my life, I'll go back to doing it. But right now, that's it. It's just going to be eagle eyes on tech during the week. Plus, on top of that, that gives, that gives me more topics to do... And there might be more longer Eagle Eyes on Techs. As far as what I will do with the intro and outro of uh, Early Bird Briefing, I don't know. I don't know yet, because I really do, I love that intro. Oh, man. That find and getting that permission to use that song, oh, man. Mmm. That was great. Alright, this is the week after E3. Uh, Ayo Sean in the chat asked, did the mass recording idea not work? I didn't have time to do mass recordings! <laughs> I really didn't. There was always the thought of, oh yeah, let's let's just crank out a metric ton of early bird briefings. Now I don't have to worry about. It. I couldn't even find the time to do that. And I'd say E three week has been very sobering to that to that idea. Because what ended up happening every single time that I'd want to do an early bird briefing, there was some breaking news. So I'd have to do an early bird briefing about it. Well, now I have to research the, the breaking news. It, it just, I don't know. Maybe this will be a hiatus that only lasts two weeks. Maybe it'll last much longer. Maybe I'll just officially kill it and turn the, uh, the early bird briefing 
intro into the Eagle Eyes on Tech intro. But for now, early bird briefing is going to be on a almost permanent hiatus. All right, let's move on to E3. I am going to start in order of when the E3 announcements will came out. First, we're going to get to EA, who I want to remind you is technically not part of E3. They just do a different announcement called EA Play outside of EA or E3 just to get lumped in with E3. So, what did EA announce? Not much, really. I unfortunately missed the beginning of it, but... They showed off a bit of Battlefield Five. They showed off more of Bioware's Anthem. Some Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was being shown off, and what does it matter? None of it's going to be out anytime soon. But the real kick in the teeth was, first off, EA had to make time for NFL 19, NBA Live 19, FIFA 19, All games that you know they can't innovate, advance, or do anything with because then they stop being what they are because that's the nature of sports games. But the real kick in the teeth was the sheer number of old franchises that EA has mismanaged and killed coming back as free-to-play mobile games. And the one that stabbed me in the heart harder than any other ones, and the one that is more of a talk than anything, is Command & Conquer Rivals. CNC is a franchise that was revolutionary at its time. First starting with the Westwood studio who came out with it first. And then... It evolved more and more. And it was one of the very first RTS games. The very first was Dune, but the CNC was pretty much born out of that. It was done by the same studio. EA bought it. And after EA bought it, the games that came out were lackluster. 
Command and Conquer 3 was good, but it didn't capture that same Command and Conquer magic that it had. Command and Conquer Red Alert 3, it didn't feel right, it was corny, it was cheesy, the Soviets no longer had nuclear weapons, It, it, it again, it actually even felt worse than CNC3. And then CNC4 came out. And it was unrecognizable as a Command and Conquer game and was officially the end of the original GDI and Brotherhood of Nod era of CNC. Nobody bought this game. Even though it was the conclusion of the epic struggle between the the Global Defense Initiative and the Brotherhood of Nod. One that has been fully acted in full motion video by the original staff since the beginning of Westwood. Or since the beginning of Command Conquer by the studio of Westwood, I should say. And CNC died with a whimper. That was it. Command Carter was dead. Right then and there, because of the direction that EEA told them to go in. And it's obvious. It was blatantly obvious. This was the direction. It was all EA's direction. Because they wanted to try something different. They wanted to try something that was more esportsy, but something that could easily be picked up and really would make good entertainment. And so it was killed. And what does CNC come back? A terrible, terrible mobile game that tries to. Emulate what CNC3 was. In fact, even reusing some of the same sprites. I even made that comment when I was watching it live. And they couldn't even get the colors right. They couldn't get anything right. And in fact, on a fundamental basis, you can't get an RTS on a mobile platform. It's literally impossible. And it's for those reasons that for me, I know I hate giving you right off the bat, telling you who lost E3 in my book. That's why EA lost. EA is at the very bottom of this E3 roundup. Let's shift gears then to the next announcement. The next one being do, 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 do. this or this list unfortunately is out of order. That was Microsoft. And I'm not gonna lie, Microsoft announced so much I completely forgot most of it. That's right. The event started with Halo Infinity, which unfortunately is so early in development we don't have a whole lot about it, but you know, it's a new I mean, it's 
it's a new Halo, it's going to get a lot of excitement. In addition, they showed off three different Gears games. Gears Tactics, which is going to be an XCOM clone in the Gears of War settings. Gears Pop, which is going to be... Depending on your point of view, either a very adorable little mobile game or a very cringy little mobile game. Personally, as someone who's been very neutral towards the Gears franchise, I think it's freaking adorable. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then, of course, they did announce Gears 5 after teasing and debating everyone with the two not Gears 5 games. There's going to be a new Forza, Forza Orion, etc., etc. Uh, Division 2 was first announced there. Kingdom Hearts was... Kingdom Hearts 3 was first announced at, on the Xbox conference. And that's going to be key later. Dying Light 2, Crackdown 3, Devil May Cry 5. And then... They want... Actually, there's two things left. One, first off, not many people are talking about this, but... This actually hits close to home as uh, someone who was a frequent lurker of 4chan during the era of the GameStop raids. What was going on at the time, and you probably remember this, is that a lot of twits from 4chan, not me though, I, I want to state that, I was not one of the raiders. I did see plenty of threads encouraging raids though. A lot of people were calling up their local GameStop and asking them if they had Battletoads for the Wii. And that eventually involved to, do you have Battletoads, a 9,000 Mudkips edition, or a 10,000 Smiles edition? There's a lot of different variants of, of it. It was announced at the Xbox event that there is, in fact, a real modern... Battletoads game coming out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this amuses me greatly. Then the last one. Oh yeah, one one other one. Um, the other thing that was announced at Xbox at the Xbox conference was that uh, Near Automata is coming to the Xbox in a kind of pre-updated version called the Become as Gods edition. And then finally, Xbox closed out their press conference with, with a surprise. Preview at a game in development called Cyberpunk 2077. Now, Ruru2 in the chat does want me to point out that Microsoft didn't have any games that are coming out this holiday. The games they announced are years away. This is true. Almost everything they announced is coming way down the line. Oh yeah, new Cuphead DLC. There was a lot that Xbox showed off. Like a lot, a lot. 
And I'm not going to lie, Xbox is pretty high up there as far as who did had the best E3. The next was Bethesda. Bethesda on my quick roundup reminder list here is way at the top. All right. Bethesda also announced a lot. We got Rage 2 that was looked at, Doom 2 or or Doom Inter- or Doom Eternal, uh Youngblood. We we got a lot, but of course, the big talk is about three games in particular. Two of which is coming out this year, one of which will come out when the sun goes out. First off, and a lot of people probably like completely forgot about this, but this actually interests me just because it's something that might actually be interesting to to play, and that's the Elder Scrolls Blades. A first-person Elder Scrolls-esque game on the mobile platform. I'm not gonna lie, that's actually really interesting. It looked like it played fairly well. It was a tap to move. Tap the left and right hand side to attack with whatever's in in that hand. I'm curious. I'm not excited. I'm curious. It looks really good and I really want to know what's the catch. But that might also just be because almost every single mobile game that has ever come out has always ended up just being a giant bait and switch. Next up is Fallout 76. Fallout 76 was a... Very much a surprise release. It was teased quite a bit before E3. And in fact, the name of the title was announced, just not what it was. It's a Fallout game set in West Virginia with a map four times as large as Fallout 4. However, it is a, I'm not going to say a massive multiplayer online experience, but it is a large multiplayer online experience. You can have Dozens of people playing with you. You can build anywhere. You can build the bases. And, well, you can also seize nuclear missile sites and nuke each other.
Fallout's West Virginia is screwed. There is no way anyone's map doesn't turn into a nuclear wasteland. Because you're forgetting, this is the Fallout universe. You are going to irradiate and make inhabitable any area you nuke. Fallout 76 is supposed to come out later this year, and a beta is supposed to come out soon. As soon as I can get my hands on it, I plan on streaming the beta on twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. And I said we had two games, we have no idea when they're coming out. I lied. We have, I said we had one game, we have two. First off, we have Starfield. An RPG experience that is set in space, and we don't know much else about it. We also have confirmed that Elder Scrolls 6 is coming out. We have equally gotten no information about either, other than that they exist. Which means uh, it is a race to the finish, like A.O. Shaw in the chat said, of whether Starfield... Elder Scrolls 6 or Half-Life 3 will come out first. <sighs> Sorry, my voice is quickly going. That's what I get for waking up so early. I literally woke up and then immediately started the stream. Anyway. Next up after that was Devolver, and I don't even think they're even on this list. Yeah, there were no, Devolver was not on this list. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about Devolver, because I didn't actually watch it. I watched bits of it, and I'm not going to lie, that was entertaining, but it was not a release at all. It was adorable, though, and hilarious. And they swore a lot, so yeah. Which then brings us to the next day. Start of the next day, Squaresoft had their E3 press conference. <laughs> this was one that, it, it annoyed me, I'm not going to lie. It annoyed me how lazy Squaresoft's press conference structure was. First off, we got gameplay footage of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Even though it really didn't look like much of a Tomb Raider game, it looked like Laura Croft just going crazy and murdering everything. A patch about Final Fantasy XIV was released saying that there's going to be an FF14 and Monster Hunter World crossover coming in summer 2018. We found out that uh, we found more about the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, which was re which was revealed in the Xbox press conference. We of course then got a another sneak peek at. Well, not really a sneak peek. We got another look at Near Automata, Become As God's Edition. 
we got a, another look at Kingdom Hearts. Or, sorry, Kingdom Hearts 3, which is coming out this year, I might add. Which they showed the exact same trailer that Xbox showed. We got a very lackluster trailer of of Dragon Quest Eleven, which is one of Square Enix's bread and butter. The Dragon Quest franchise what kept Enix afloat before they merged with Squaresoft. We get a trailer that tells us nothing. I mean, and what's the point of going on? Okay, yeah, we got a pretty interesting trailer of Babylon's Fall. We got a look at The Quiet Man, which told us so... Which told us absolutely nothing about it other than... We can do basic movie editing and cut from real life to video game... And some people were being nitpicky about the look of the game. I'm 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 not going to be that guy. I am going to be the guy to say what the heck. There was not a live person from Square anywhere in this. It was just trailer. After trailer, 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 after trailer! It was maddening to see a performance put on that anyone, literally anyone, could do a better job. Pick any streamer. Any! And they could have edited this stupid video better, put in some commentary, and it would have instantly made a better press conference. Not, no joke. It was just intro video, 12 trailers, outro video, done. The whole thing was done in 28 minutes. The whole thing. When your level of production is less than mine, and I'm a guy with a capture card, a USB mic, a $30 webcam, and $50 worth of lighting equipment, it's time to rethink what you are doing. And the worst part is, is that between Dragon Quest XI, Kingdom Hearts III, an Octopath Traveler. They had three big, highly expected releases. And they pissed it all away. And that's what's angering me. That's what really has me angered. Is the fact that this is the company that has created many of the games that I played growing up. 
that has touched so many people. They did nothing. They did nothing. They couldn't even have provided any new information about the games that are coming out. They played the same old boring nonsense. And expected that to be a good investment of their time and of their money by even using up that E3 press conference time slot. Ruru in the chat says, I think you guys are missing the point of E3. The live streams don't show anything about the show. It's all about the hands-on gameplay and, and the show floor. It happens. But the thing is, is that the press conference show floor, the press conferences are what generates the hype. If you are a company like E3, like Ubisoft, like Microsoft, like whoever, your sole purpose, and this is why even though EA is not at E3, they still put on a press conference just for this reason. It is to generate the hype and to get people to place pre-orders and to buy these games. E3 is the biggest stage to generate this hype. Square wasted it. Completely. Now, as far as no word about FF about the FF Seven remake being there, well, I can't hold that against Square, the company that went and that went and put together E Three. I guess that more confirms the rumors that the FF7 remake was being redone from the bottom up completely and being put on a new engine. Honestly, that is both good and bad news. The good news is that the old model of being episodic and diverging away from a lot of what made it uh, Final Fantasy VII in the first place is now out the window. The bad news is that, of course, is now going to... Any progress they made is now wasted. And it will most likely mean a worse product when it's done. Because all that money that was put into FS7 Remake before now is wasted. Yeah. Square could have done better. They really could have. Alright, we're going to move on. We're going to move we're going to move on. What was the next one? The next one was Ubisoft. Alright, we had, we had some we had some reveals. We'll put it that way. It started with Just Dance 2019. 
Trial Rising, The Division 2 was shown off some more. Trials Rising, if you don't know, that is the... I would almost dare call Trials a puzzle game. It's more of a bridge the gap game. It really is. That's going to be coming out next year. Sometime. With a beta being available in 2018. So the Trials game is going to be coming out soon. We got a new update to the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I talk a little bit about Skull and Bones, a game that is clearly trying to aim for uh, Sea of Thieves, but they showed so little of it, why bother? And Assassin's Creed Odyssey was confirmed to be real. I, I mean... Looking back on it now, the only reason a lot of us were happy to see the Ubisoft press release was that we were so disappointed in the freaking Square Enix press conference that we just wanted anything, anything that would provide any information. Because, I mean, you got nothing out of Square. Nothing. Ubisoft at least had the developers come out and demo some of the games so you could at least know what the heck you're getting into with these things. Granted, a lot of what Ubisoft announced isn't going to come out until next year and beyond. But it's at least something. Alright, and then finally was, I mean, there were a few other ones, but I don't actually have them in front of me. There's a few other minor ones that, that had that had stuff, but I mean, after that, it was Nintendo, the next day. Now, the event itself was only streamed online. And was very much a kind of trailer show. Except they did it right. Square, take some notes. They went and showed off their content, but they did drag... I already forgot his name. What is his name? Regis, I think? Ray? I can't remember. They dragged their... Um, their head of their U.S. division out... And actually gave information about the games in between. As far as... Alright, let, let's go from the stuff people actually care about. Pokemon Let's Go, we know that's coming out late, later on this year, around the Christmas season. If you get the Pokeball Plus, one thing that was revealed... There will be an exclusive Mew for the game. So, buy Pokeball Plus, receive Mew. Simple enough. Uh, one downside, though, that we did learn from that. If you had any hopes that um, we'd be moving away fully from the... Uh, 
from the old 8-bit modem noises that were Pokemon calls since the dawn of time to something more closer to the anime where Pokemon say their name in, in adorable ways. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Rip. But oh well, it looks interesting. After that, we got a look at a new Mario Party coming out. That is going to be coming out October 5th, so now you'll have a new way to uh, end all of your friendships. Although one thing that I want more information about was that the Mario Party they kept demoing kept using two Switches. Am I going to need multiple Switches to play Mario Party with, with my friends that are soon not going to be my friends anymore? I, I'm not going to lie. $720 is a pretty high cost of entry. Even if you split that in half with one of your buddies, that's that's still high. I, I don't know. We'll find we'll find out more though. I'm hoping that's just like an optional mode and that playing Super Mario Party does not require that. And I hope there's also online play. I really do, because I would like to use that on stream and then ruin my friendships with people in chat. Fire Emblem Three Houses was... I'm, I'm not going to say announced. I'm going to say it was teased. It was really teased. Uh, Fortnite is also coming on the Switch. I don't think that's going to do a whole lot. The only thing that, the only thing Fortnite on the Switch is really going to help a lot is going to be helping uh, Nintendo sell the um, their online subscription. Mega Man 11 was announced, Wolfenstein 2 was announced, Monster Hunter Generations, but it was just kind of a blink sort of thing. Same thing with Mega Man 11. But then, of course, six I would say 70% of this thing was dumping all the information you'd ever want about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Everyone knows Super Smash Bros. by now. The last Nintendo Direct, it got teased. This time they just said, hey, hold all your arms. And then they just loaded tons of information. There is no way I can cover it all here, but I'm going to try. There's a lot of tweaking done. Their primary focus of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was, in fact... Making sure every single previous character was in this version. The roster starts with 63 characters. 63 characters that have existed across every other Super Smash Bros. game ever. You miss Solid, Solid Snake from Melee? He's back. You missed Mewtwo from, from Melee? He's back. I said Melee for Snake. I meant I meant Brawl. It's still early. I, I haven't had my coffee. Don't hit me. 
You're hoping Lucario's in for some reason? He's in. You want Wolf, you want Star Wolf back? He's back. They're all back. They're all being fine-tuned. Their looks are being updated for the game. And it's going to be coming out December 7th. In addition, two new characters were revealed. Daisy is coming back. Or not coming back, but is now in Smash. As almost a clone of... Oh, that's right. They actually mentioned that... uh, There are characters that are echoes of each other. So there's actually more than just 63. And in fact, Daisy doesn't even count as one of the two new characters. Because she's an echo of Peach. The two new characters we have is one of the Squidlings. If that's how they're pronounced, I don't know. It's still really early. From uh, Splatoon. Who, anyone they ink will take additional damage... And Ridley is coming to Smash as a playable character. Also, the GameCube controllers will work with the Switch version. I don't know how, but they announced that that's going to be a thing. I would still just go get the Switch Pro controller and be happy forever. That's my opinion. But yeah. I mean, Nintendo didn't have anyone on stage until the after-party demos. But as far as, like, raw information, they probably had the most unless you were a Animal Crossing fan or really, really, really wanted Waluigi to be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And they admitted there's still a lot to come for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Alright, so who won? From best to worst, here's where here's where my ordering is. Bethesda at the top. Mainly because they had the most that's going to be available... Very soon, that is, you know, looking really good. Plus, they put on an excellent, excellent show. They provide a ton of information. Nintendo, I would put right under that. Again, a lot of information. Even though it was a pretty short release... Tons were given right then and there. Xbox after that. Ubisoft after that. Oh, Sony! I forgot all about Sony! I apologize. I forgot all about Sony. Thank you, Ruru. Yeah, Sony did reveal a bit. Honestly, I thought the Sony press conference was light. They had a grand total of four games to be shown. Last of Us 2, The Ghosts of Tsushima, I probably mispronounced that, 
Resident Evil 2, Trover Saves the World, Kingdom Hearts 3, where Kingdom Hearts 3 had a unique trailer. Square. What gives? Death Stranding, and then Spider-Man. I mean, it... Actually, that seems actually kind of like a lot. I don't know. It felt light. Although, I think a big problem with that was... The PlayStation Showcase had one huge problem. And it made them... It, it, it was great for the people on the floor. Possibly. I'm actually very curious if anyone was at E3 and was at the Sony Showcase, if you liked what they did. What they did was that they built the church from Last of Us 2 showcased that game there, then had a 20-minute intermission as everyone from the makeshift church moved to the actual stage, and then did the rest of the conference. It ended up being a 10-minute, tra- ten minutes, 20 minutes of wasting my time, and then 30 minutes of the rest of the showcase. It might have been great for people on the floor, for the infinitely more people watching at home. It was infuriating. Thank God when we were simulcasting it here, we were showing off Jackbox at the same time. Yeah, it, it was a mess. I don't think it was a. I don't. I don't think it made for a good show. But, uh, in any case, um, Bethesda, Xbox, no, Bethesda, Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, Sony, Square Enix, and then EA. If you even count EA. We really should even stop. The, um, including EA in this. And then we've actually had a close-up shop here. Uh, Aoshaw said that the, uh, it was just a blank screen for 20 minutes. No, it was 20 minutes of, like, these four commentators trying to fill up 20 minutes of time with 10 minutes of com- commenting on the trailer, which doesn't really work. We have to close up shop here. We need to move on to... A race that is coming, that that is being broadcast very soon on this chat, on on this channel right right now live. That's gonna do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for lis- listening. And please do subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast to catch the next one. We will be back next week with actual tech news and not just video game news. Take care. I'll see you then.